Hello, livestock friends, and welcome to this edition of Before the Bid. This is a podcast dedicated to the livestock sales industry where we go behind the scenes of the operation and speak straight to the sellers. We discuss topics about the important aspects of their operation, location, the people behind the prep work, and talk about some of the animals that will be offered to you, the prospective buyers. Hopefully, you've got your sale catalog close by. You might have to go look through that pile on your desk. But if not, then you're probably like me and driving down the road or busy with chores around the farm. And that's okay, too. Wherever you are and whatever you're doing, I hope you enjoy this segment of Before the Bid. I'm your host, Andy Howell. Welcome, Livestock Friends, to this edition of Before the Bid. And on this one, we came up to West Lafayette, Indiana, and we are in the workout room that was built right here up in the top of the barn here. We got the gym, uh, indoor gym up here, and uh, we're going to meet with one of the biggest Purdue fans that I know and uh, a guy that doesn't even like red. He uh, dislikes the other school so much. So, uh, uh, again, we're up here at West Lafayette. we got a return guest, and we're going to be talking about the Factory Direct Elite Female Sale that is coming up here on October 2nd, and it is on Saturday night there, and it is going to start at 6.30. So we're up here at Horseman Cattle Company, and we are in Joe's new workout room up here, and uh, I just got him off the rower, and he's going to jump on the elliptical and talk to us here uh, while we get through this. So, Joe, appreciate you having us come up and – Showing us the cattle today, and I'm interested in talking about them. Yeah, glad you came. Uh, picked a good day to do it. Worked out well, so glad you're here. Very beautiful day out, and we've been through these cattle and, and looked at them, and so we wanted to jump on here and talk to you about them and tell you about the offering that Joe's got for you here. And so, Joe, if you would, just just walk us through a little bit of background to Horseman Cattle Company and, and tell us how did you get to where you are today. I've used this analogy quite a few people. This is like a lot of other midwestern cattle operations it's a 4-h project grew terribly out of control my father and i are partners on horseman cattle company At one point we were running 170 cows and uh, now we're down to roughly 100 110 you know we, we we're not second or third generations but we've been breeding cattle for over 35 years and dad retired from Purdue university in 2014 as a lot of people know but he hasn't retired one bit and uh, today <laughs> he, here we are sunday afternoon he's palpating 100 cows this afternoon yeah so uh yeah, he was here earlier, and he yeah, took off yeah, and yeah. had his clothes on like he was going somewhere. Exactly. He uh, he got hit by the, the COVID issue about two weeks ago and is back in business, and so he's playing a little catch-up from rescheduling some calls. So uh, he's, he's healthy, he's good, and everything's great from that standpoint. But, yeah, we've been breeding cattle now for that many years. Dad's been flushing cows for probably almost 40. Mm-hmm. So it's it's something we enjoy and we do as a family. We were here this afternoon and saw mom's downstairs. We're getting this place ready. She's decorating things we never thought we'd see decorated and cleaning <laughs> things that we never thought needed clean. But uh, no, it works out well. So. Yeah, and doing a nice job. Got the floor ready to go out yeah, there or almost. Yeah. She said she's doing it Friday or something. Yeah, and she has. She takes good care of that Mac Arena floor. And uh, she'd do it every day if I'd let her. <laughs> yeah, she's... Uh, She's all over it, but it's good. No, we, if we didn't have her here, this place would not be uh, 
kind of place we like to roll out and share our hospitality with. So right, good keeps her off the streets. Yeah, <laughs> keeps her out of trouble. Yeah. yeah, and you said Dad's still flushing. You guys got some cows right down here in the pen of of customers yeah, that have, they bring uh, in and doing. Yeah, under the sale barn here, we call that the donor pen, and that's where a lot of those cows that are here for Dad to provide his services. And then we have what we call the shot lot. And those cows are currently on shots for their flush, and the rest of them are just kind of loafing here and, and getting ready to come back on their cycle so we can start flushing those and and that's a lot of what keeps the lights on here and that's dad's gig i'll have people ask me questions about you know what's this i said you know dad and i have a great relationship <laughs> and the fact that i don't send him a rent bill and he doesn't send me a vet bill right. so uh you know uh it works out really well from that standpoint but uh yeah that's a lot of what goes on here and brad patzel's jumped right in and done a tremendous job i mean we were overwhelmed with the uh, the talent and the drive that this kid has and attention to detail the motivation and that's one of the hats he wears is to make certain that we're checking heats and he's giving shots and we're we're keeping everything in line there so that we can help generate some revenue on that side of the things with uh, housing donors and and things like that here so it's worked out really, really well. Right, and Brad came in this year. Ben took another position, and so Brad's in, and <laughs> you got to tell the Christmas tree story. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, we, so uh, Dad and I got to go to NCBA together, a uh, different schedule with it not being in February. He was able to attend uh, an August event, and we're driving down to Nashville, and we're talking about how Brad's just go, 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 and, and you know, if you suggest something, you turn around, it's done. And I told Dad as we were driving down there, I said, you know, I was about ready to tell him the other day that, you know, we we put a Christmas tree up here in the wintertime, but I was afraid I'd come home from lunch and that Christmas tree would be completely up and decorated by the time I got back from lunch. It's a great situation, and we're motivated and excited to be breeding cattle and, and ready to start calving again this spring, and it's a great thing. So, Right. Brad's got you ready. The sale facilities are he ready. And, and- uh, Claire... Claire breaks these things, and she's great in the show barn. Brad's helped her with that, too. But um, between those two, I mean, those are two positive young people that I've always said everybody has great cattle, and everybody has great cattle for sale. It's a people business, and you, I can't think of two better young people for your young people to be around than Brad and Claire. And, I mean, I don't take it for granted. I realize that quite a few people come to this sale and buy our show heifers because they want to associate their kids with Claire and Brad. Right. And uh, good cattle all over the United States, and you choose where you go to buy them. And a lot of it is Dad, a lot of it's Brad, and a lot of it's Claire. I don't take that for granted, and I realize that. That's what we're kind of all about and hope people come back year after year. So Right. Claire had some success this summer uh, with some of your heifers yeah. and, and some of her own deal. Yeah, she made showmanship, National Junior Angus Show, and made top 15, and that was exciting. Got to go out there and participate in that event, and she does a great job, and she takes a lot of pride in it. That was a lot of fun. We'll uh, make certain we have our entry deadlines all patented out next year, and we will oh, no. uh, we no. will head to Kansas City. So, absolutely. Oh, she's going to like you for that one. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that is kind of the way that goes, but she got bit with that bug this That's time. Right. She got in the door with her showmanship, and uh, so we went off to Grand Island and had a really good time. So Right. And uh, just to echo what you say about Claire, man, uh, Allie just – got in this deal a, a little because we we purchased a heifer last couple of years and claire just absolutely took her in and uh you know you see claire what well, we went down to to tennessee to the Atlantic nationals and you guys had some young people buy some heifers and and she just jumped in there just like she was aunt claire and and i got to give you some props too joe jumps in there like he's uncle joe so yeah. i think everybody would say that, that that's been around yeah but uh you guys the the hospitality around here is great you guys take care of your customers so well and do such a nice job 
job, and and I just got to commend you guys. Well, on I that. appreciate it, and that's all. That dad is since day one. I always said if you're going to make money in the purebred and seed stock cattle business, you have to do it through repeat customers, and you have to do those little things right to get repeat customers. So it's it's kind of a culture that he established, and we're trying to continue. And doing a nice job of so. Joe, why don't you tell us about uh, you've got some marketing partners here in this sale. And, Correct. Uh, if you would, talk about those just a little. Yeah, we'll just kind of go in, in alphabetical order and work our way through. But Dale Grubbs held the and hosted the genetic opportunity sale for years and did a, a great job that marketed cattle for a lot of years to a lot of states and a lot of countries and bred some champions and still does breed outstanding cattle. And so he jumped in and became part of the group last year and has done a great job. Uh, everyone works together. You know, we work on photo day, uh, video day, setting up pins, tearing things down. He and dad have been longtime friends, so it was a natural fit when he was thinking about phasing out of having that sale that he'd come up, and it's been a lot of fun. We enjoy Dale, and he brings us good cattle, and he knows how this sale business works. Mm-hmm. We don't have to coach him along. He's, you know, we, I, you know, I've learned some things from him, and, and so he's been doing it well. Uh, Napper cattle got to know This is our 11th sale. They participated in the first one. And they've become really, really good friends and good clients. And, uh, again, it's a people business. But uh, Sean Alexander works for Drew and Tam McGirt. Sean jumps right in here, and he's a huge asset to this. And Drew and Tam have been longtime friends. and So uh, it's just a good fit. And then Woody Nichols and, and his wife, they only have one donor cow selling in this year's sale, but uh, she's a good one. And uh, Woody jumps right in. You know, like I said, he had one cow to picture and video, and he was here two days to help with pictures oh, wow. and videos. <laughs> so uh, he's not afraid to work and jump in. And, and with his two girls, they'll be entertaining, as always, to be here. And, you know, I've known Woody a long time, and his dad and my father are longtime friends. And then his dad and my uncle actually worked in the same buildings for a lot of years when his dad was with Extension. And so there's just a long history there. Like I said, Woody, when I was running Harry's Chocolate Shop, Woody was a doorman, and to this day when he calls, it <laughs> pops up Woody Harry's. So... Yeah. Just a lot of connections there, and it's been a tremendous group, and they're fun to work with, and we look forward to it every year. Right, and we made it up last year. Uh, well, one year before, made it up last year, and, man, you guys put on a heck of a show and, and do a really, really nice job with this sale. And, and again, it doesn't just stop at the sale. Right. It, it comes afterwards. And Absolutely. It comes all year but we, long. we try to make the sale an event. Right. You know, I always tell this place is not fancy. It's functional. Right. And uh, we try to make it nice and uh, try to make a good event, so. Right. And how many places do you go where pieces of Mackey Arena yeah. are in there in the barn on we've, the floor? We've been fortunate enough to host some different groups from all over the country. And, uh, you know, Angus Lead was here. And then we've had some other FFA groups. And we get judging contests and teams through here. And I always ask if there's anyone from the state of North Carolina. And we always get kids that <laughs> proudly, quickly hold up their hand. And I said, well, I'd like for you to come over here and see what it's like to be on a good basketball floor. Because you people in North Carolina seem to think you have that corner. So. Yeah. That brings me to, to two topics. You hosted the Angus Lead this yeah. summer. If you would, tell us just a bit about that experience. You know, it was tremendous. And I made the comment, we probably got more out of them than they got out of us. And I say that with some humility because we had 120 young people here, 14 to 21 years old. And they were attentive. They were respectful. They were not on their phones. They asked questions. They engaged. They had a good time. We had the Saturday night. Mm-hmm. We had the dinner here and the senior board, you know, their farewell address. And then they had a dance. And the buses were to leave at 10 o'clock. And again, they were they were having a great time. Everyone was doing something, and the buses pulled up at ten till. And I told my dad and Brad, I said, you know, I bet if we asked these kids to grab their chairs and tables, we rented furniture to host it. I bet if we'd asked them to 
to grab those things, we can, they can give us a little help. At 10 till 10, they made the announcement and said, buses are here. Would you please pick up chairs and tables? We turned around at 10 o'clock. Every single one of those kids had walked through, graciously thanked us for hosting it. And we turned around, and there was not one piece of trash. There was not one chair that wasn't picked up. All the tables were put together. Ten minutes prior to that, they were having a blast. And at 10 o'clock, we turned around, and it looked like nothing happened here. Mm-hmm. I mean, they looked you in the eye. They said, thank you. They shook our hands and got on the bus, and off they went. And even when they were here, they asked great questions. They popped in and out of pens. They were engaged. It wasn't a boring field trip for them. Mm-hmm. They participated. And I said that as I walked away and thought about it the next couple of days. I was probably excited about the young people that were here mm-hmm. the next couple of days than I have been about anything because it was, it was a tremendous event for us to host. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, we got a lot out of it. So that was encouraging. So Right. Good. Yeah, and it helped, helped get the self-facility cleaned up beforehand yeah, yeah, and yeah. <laughs> you had to have it yeah. ready for that we uh, we work pretty hard to try to keep the place clean and sometimes we're under the gun to make the first saturday of october but we kind of got it in the sale shape for that event there in july i was set to host another farm bureau event here september the 11th and like i said dad fell ill and so that got canceled but it's always good to it's almost like we have a graduation party here every year <laughs> and everyone cleans their place up and for their graduation party uh, we have that every year and so yeah we're a little ahead of schedule from that standpoint right. and this place is probably better shape than it's been in a long time so right yeah also brings me to the other thing. You guys had a special guest. Speaking of Mackey Arena and the Mackey floor in here. Oh, Coach. Yeah, yeah. Coach, my uncle got – Coach Katie came up, and part of the auction block is we made the block out of some of the Mackey floor that it acquired, and so we're just kind of getting the wall of fame on there. And so Coach Katie came up and signed it and got to have a good photo opportunity with Dad out in front of Dad's office. I have a sign up that says uh, – <laughs> Uh, let's see, unless you're God, Pete Rose, or Gene Katie, find someplace else to park, or Doc Horseman. <laughs> Doc Horseman and, yeah. uh, so Coach got a kick out of that, and so we're going to build on that. Uh, I was <laughs> I was contacted and asked to do a, uh internship and provide an internship for uh, David Bell, who's going to be an all-Big Ten receiver, just a tremendous guy, great guy. I told him, I said, you don't have to catch another pass again. You're all right in my book. I mean, <laughs> this is a great young man. And you're hard on Purdue football, too, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, no, David's a, David's a great kid. And uh, and so David did an internship on the Farm Bureau side of the world with me this summer. And I said, now, David, when we go out and meet customers and clients, I want you to make it clear to them that you're not doing an insert internship. Rather, I'm your speed and agility coach this summer. <laughs> so, so we uh, – yeah, I've been working with him, and now he's out with the, on the concussion protocol. So I guess that's what you get. So but no, he's doing well, and that's a great, great young person. Uh, he's he's a talented young man, but um, he's rooted. He's down to earth, and that's a that's a good that's a good guy. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did he help you design the exercise room that we're yeah, in right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, we worked on it together. So. Well, uh, that's awesome. Uh, not too many people can say they had Gene Katie come. And, uh, you know, the question on Facebook was, where did those two park? I mean, did they double park in that yeah. parking area? Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, well, yeah. How did that work out? I think mom parked there. <laughs> <laughs> I think mom stole her, mom stole her spot. <laughs> she uh, she said, we'll just, if you guys can't decide, I'll just park yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, my. Well, Joe, uh, man, you guys, you ought to be able to tell if you don't know Joe Horseman. you got to meet Joe Horseman. 
and uh, talk with him, hang out with him, and uh, it's always going to be a good time and, and always a laugh. And, and I know from personal experience we did the last year, uh, we got a heifer from this sale last year, and, and Joe just absolutely took us under. And I, what well, we went to Oklahoma, we went to Louisville, we went to Atlantic National. We did a couple other things yeah. and, and just, just a team. And they opened it up. Oh, we do. And everyone jumps in, and, you know, it's, it's kind of a road family. And right. Everyone jumps in, and it's 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 a good time. It's a lot of fun. Everyone works together and kind of cheering and pulling for each other. And, and so you're exactly right. We try to make it a team on the road and, and always have a positive experience no matter how the placing goes. We want everyone to relax, have a good time, and learn something and improve at every show. So that's that's key. And you're not going to win them all. Uh, we've proven that. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> True. But, but we feel like we, we leave there with something. Right. And whether or not it's just kids doing a better job, the cattle looking better, the cattle performing better. It's there's so much to this to set the, the barometer of success and so the shows are an opportunity to, to do that and see where you're at. Right. So. And something I learned from you and, and the crew. The crew that you get in here is is second to none yeah. on the show road and you know, just the things that I learned and, and I mean we kind of been around the cattle thing for a while but but the crew that you get in top notch second right. to none and and what I liked about those guys is if you know I kind of wanted to jump in and do a little bit of something and they would help me yeah. and or or anybody else that that had cattle on you guys' string they wanted to help them and and not just you know go sit go sit on the show box and wait on us when we go to shows people that come around you know they have to realize that just like we spoke of you have a choice on where you buy your cattle and how you're treated as an owner and as a child you know you have to be treated by the crew with respect Right. We want everyone to relax and enjoy their time. I mean, that's a lot of people's vacation. Mm-hmm. You know, they could go, they could buy a boat, they could play sports, they could go travel, they could do other things. And next thing you know, we're in beautiful Lebanon, Tennessee on a week. <laughs> and, you know, you've made that decision. It might as well be enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And as a parent, you know, whoever's helping us, you know, treat those parents with respect. Don't make them feel like they don't know and, and be very suggestive and, and w- absolutely try to maintain that culture and have a good time, but do it with a positive influence on the kids and even the parents. And I learned from, from those people that we hire and I learned from the parents, you know, so right. if you quit learning, you're done. Right. So. And you do, you get those guys in here and yeah, they flatten on what they're doing. Yep. So yep. They, uh, it's an interesting crew. <laughs> And it is a lot of fun. Yeah. It is a lot of fun. Uh, so that's great. And, and I would highly encourage anybody to get on board with this thing and get in here and, and be a part of this horseman deal and, and part of the horseman crew and, and get on the road with that. So just, yeah. just the things that you guys Thank have you. done for us. Thank so, uh, Joe, let's get into this catalog just a little bit. We got this sale coming up here. And, again, sale on October 2nd. And it's going to start at 6.30 p.m. sharp, sharp. it says sharp that's the goal is to start the sale on time <laughs> yeah, we have until 6 30 that day if we're not ready by then we're not going to be ready so we might as well start at 6 30 right got uh, the hall of fame coming in and they're going to manage this and shipman he comes back to Correct. auctioneer and so those things are as they usually are also we can bid on live auctions brooklyn going to come up and do right. that Correct. Absolutely. And uh, she's been here a couple times. Where else can we find some information? Maybe if we don't have a catalog in front of us, where can we get on and get some information? As of this Sunday, we're hoping for videos at any time. I keep checking my phone to see if we have videos. But uh, (laughs) I'm pretty active on Facebook. 
we have a page there and we share some information that's a phone call but that's a spam risk okay i don't don't like spam but um, (laughs) on the phone or in the mouth right yeah exactly so i'm paying attention to my phone because i'm awaiting videos um but um yeah, then uh, horsemancattle.com, uh, we have some links there. Uh, videos will soon be there, and you can obtain an a online version of the catalog, but you can also contact me. We can get you one rushed out also. But uh, that's, where, that's where we share a lot of that information, and, and you'll be able to link and, and find out more about our sale and our program. Right. Is the catalog on catalog the website? On. Yes, it okay. is. Yes, it is. So it is. Horsemancattle.com, and again, also... Uh, it's on Facebook on our page at Horseman Cattle LLC. There's another Horseman Cattle Company, if you believe it or not, and uh, but we are Horseman Cattle Company LLC on Facebook. So, okay, yeah. So uh, if you're just listening and, and not watching a podcast video, why you can go and follow along with us here in that catalog. If you don't have one in hand, I've got one in hand right here, and we were out and looked at these cattle today. So, Joe, what a set that you have this year. What a great set it was last year and the year before when you when you, when you moved most of the semis out and yeah. uh, had a great blowout there. Right. And, the, and again, I told people then, we were not out on the semi business. We were just out on running 170 cows. And right. we were not doing the, we weren't doing things to the standard that we appreciate and expect out of ourselves. So, we needed to reduce our cow numbers and the best way to do it was just sell all the semis and we didn't sell any embryos and we kept piece of a couple donors and right and so we're somewhat back in the semi uh we're probably 70 30 as a cow herd uh, angus to semi mm-hmm. and that's kind of where we're going moving forward and we're going to continue to breed good Simmental cattle and hopefully some of the best Angus cattle too. So Right. And you got some good semis to sell that yeah, we'll get we into here in just a minute. We don't have a ton of them, but they're really good. They're high quality. So excited about that too. So Right. Well, let's open this book, start in with this yep. lot one. Uh, you got a Sandy. No, she, The Sandy family needs no introduction. Right. right. You know, we've, we've tried to scratch and clog, get some of these better cow families. And, you know, we've had this Empress thing cornered since we mm-hmm. started. And quite a few of the empresses, but we're trying to diversify a little bit. And we got a hold of this Sandy cow a few years ago out of Kevin Newman's sale. And she's done us a really good job. And she's a cow that's kind of in her peak. We were fortunate enough to flush her a couple times. And uh, she has a really nice heifer calf on its side. So we made her a feature lot in this sale. And we acquired some other Sandy daughters. So we just thought it made sense. And so, yeah, we're offering her up. She's a bred to Cadillac Ranch with sexed heifer semen and due there in April. And then she comes to us with a nice heifer calf, really, really nice young calf in the May heifer out of the Illusionists, uh, which is a special effects son on the Satry program. And we really like that heifer. She's cool. Mm-hmm. And that's a good way to start the sale. Right. I've got her marked as well. When we flip the page, we go to the lot twos. Came into some breads, and we were fortunate enough to come up with five of these Sandy daughters last year, and we're going to offer two of them as breads. And this illusionist is is she's good. She's really nice. She's halter broke. She's due to stack chips, and as you got to see today, and you remember stack chips when mm-hmm. we uh, campaigned him and had some success with that bull. He's breeding really, really well. That bull, they're they're going close to terms. You know, we had the discussion. They become calving ease because they calve early, and if they calve 14 days early in a snowdrift and they weigh 58 pounds and they die, they'll never weigh 59 pounds, and you'll never sell them. So this calving ease thing is its a great thing. However, from a management side, when you're calving first calf heifers and you don't know what they look like when they calve because it's their first calf and you didn't have them up and we have some inclement weather or a front comes through. Right. 
they calve 18 to 20 days early, that's not always a great thing. So they're not going over. They're weighing 50 to 75 pounds at birth, and they have a look to them. And we'll get through the catalog, and you're going to see a daughter that made the sale mm-hmm. uh, out of a first-calf heifer. So right. these breads, you're going to see wholeheartedly are bred to stack chips. And that's not just some herd bull that we kick out. That bull right. is uh, we're proving him to be calving ease. We're proving him to have a look, and we're proving him to grow. Uh, one of the best testaments on that bull is one of our stoutest steer calves this year was out of a Hereford first calf heifer and stacked chips. Mm-hmm. And that baldy bull calf was big and stout and weaned off. And, you know, we sold that feeder calf the other day, weighed over 800 pounds out of a first calf heifer. Right. And had a look about him. And, you know, I'm bragging about a Hereford Angus steer. But <laughs> right. when we're making right. breeding decisions, right, uh, they have to grow. They have to have a look. And as we discussed earlier as we were doing our little pasture tour, this isn't a calving ease bull in the sense that that's all they do. Right. Uh, He's siring a look. They have show ring qualities, and they'll grow. I think oftentimes we get hung up on that calving ease bull issue, and that's all they are. That's their function. Right. Um, this bull is going to work elsewhere too. So you're going to see uh, heavy use of stacked chips through that on the on the bred heifers, and it always helps when you have dad breeding them. So uh, <laughs> I, I showed you a bull today as we were driving by, and I said, "Yeah, right. that was our yearling cleanup bull that we we're going to use on heifers." And I think dad got 14 of 15 heifers stuck AI on the first time. So that bull's fat and bored. Right. So right, unemployed. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So then we have 24 carat. We all know that the craze and and the the demand for those 24 karat cattle and that's another good bred heifer that we're going to roll right into and then we made a selection and bought a uh, full sister in blood to Pendleton there last year and Colin Dietzman partnered with us on that one had success with that heifer and had a really good time with that heifer and we're going to offer a flush on that cow and you'll see the terms in the catalog and she's here she's due to calve right around sale time Mm -hmm. so that flush will be made available 60 days after the sale, mm-hmm. and you can read the terms and conditions there. But she looks good. She was haired up in the picture, and you got to see her shortly after she was third overall at the 2021 Cattle Bonanza. The Dietzman family's done a great job managing that one. And so you can see her there with hair, and then you'll see her on sale day without it. And uh-huh. she still looks good. So we peeled her back, and she was good under the under all the bark, too. So right. she looks good. And that is the lot three that's going to sell that way. Correct. So the lot four, we find an uh, empress cow. Right. Yeah, 307A, she has a long history at this farm, and you can see a lot of supporting photos. The 415's kind of done everything for us here. This is a well-known 415 daughter. Uh, we sold her last year in the sale as, as lot two. And our friends and neighbors at Gregory Farms and then Gary Woods and his family and his brother, John. I mean, Gary's like a second dad to me and a, a longtime friend and no stranger to the Angus business. That's what people don't realize that Woods, he's old enough now. He's been retired long enough. They <laughs> forgot he had an Angus cattle way back when. So, uh, <laughs> but, uh, so they bought that cow and they left her here for us to manage. And so, you know, one opportunity for them as investment in that cattle is we're going to offer a flush on that cow. And she has good flush history. You're going to see two daughters that you're going to mark up pretty well and are mm-hmm. interesting creatures. And you're going to get to see those two heifers here on sale day because they made the sale. Mm-hmm. And there's only two daughters of that cow and they both made the sale. And they're going to be on that front end of that, of that offering. So a uh, lot of history with that 415 daughter. And as I spoke at the beginning of this podcast, we, the Empress Cow family, we kind of have it cornered here, and they're good cattle through and through. Right. We've been very fortunate to tie into that cow family at the Wagner Dispersal. Right. A long, long time. <laughs> That's been a day or two ago. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, Woodsy, 
just another one of those examples of guys you get yeah. to meet when you run with a horseman. Yeah. Uh, what yeah, a great he guy. Was a, he was a big part of our <laughs> Tennessee <laughs> tour. We'll leave it at that. Yeah, let's leave let's leave it there. Uh, but very enjoyable and uh, uh, just a great guy. So yeah, and, and talk about those daughters of the three hundred seven. Here they are, the the four A and the four B, and we got a lot of marks on these as we went through them. The, the A heifers. Uh, she's what you'd expect out of Blacklist. She's powerful. She's big featured. She's big footed. She's big boned. She's just a powerhouse. And if you go through and mark that one up and don't have something in there about her power and, and her stoutness and her bone composition. You'll, I don't think you saw her. I think you missed her. A really good, complete, high-quality heifers 4B. That no-limit daughter, she's good. And she carries a lot of capacity. She has a look about her. She's going to be one of those top-end heifers that everyone's going to kind of gravitate to just because of her high quality. Okay. So, and then, like I said, we move over to the, the direct 415 daughters. And you need to have the faith in 415 and know and understand how those are going to feed and how they're going to move forward. The five heifer is good. She's very green. Her recip mother probably wasn't the best, but she's getting there every single day. And she has a ton of future to her. And I like that heifer off well. She's obviously bred well. And then the 5A heifer, she probably most resembles that lot one heifer from last year that her friends, uh, the Chronics, tied into. And, and that heifer, is probably our most improved and she's getting there and tremendous future in front of her and the different opportunities for to breed a heifer like that going forward as a cow after a show career Mm -hmm. they're limitless absolutely Mm -hmm. limitless so right she's got it behind her and all you got to do is is go where you want with her just add feed and water right (laughs) just add feed and water (laughs) right get a bigger mailbox yeah (laughs) checks are rolling There you go. We've got some more Empress here in the lot 6 and 6A. Yeah, Robert New is a friend and neighbor. He came in and bought the 714E when we offered half interest in her as a bred heifer. And we flushed that cow for a few years, and uh, and, uh, we're ready to offer her up. She's done us a great job. We were selling one of her daughters by Turning Point as a bred heifer, bred to stack chips. But then the 714E herself, she is a full sister to the, she will soon to be immortal for Chronix, the Emmy cow. Mm-hmm. And Chronix did quite a bit of winning, quite a bit of campaigning with Emmy. Emmy's here. She's being flushed. She has a daughter herself. 708E was a past sale topper and a full sister to this 714 lot six. So she's no accident. And the cow herself is good. And she is due 3-3 to blacklist. Mm-hmm. So that'll that'll carry that power that we're all looking at. As we move forward to lot seven, that's where you're going to see lot six's full sister uh, in production, mm-hmm. Emmy's daughter, uh, by Turning Point. And she's really nice. And she'll turn some heads. And the people that follow our program recognize and accept that pedigree and that cow family, and they mark her up pretty heavy. Right. Right, they do. I got quite a few marks on her myself. Yep. Absolutely. The Lot 8. What do, you, what do you know about her? Well, I know a little bit about her. Uh, I know a little bit about a daughter of hers. I uh, saw her out there in the lot. And, guys, you want to talk about a stout one, you want to talk about a good one, big-bodied, nice brood cow right there. Here she is, Lot 8. Yeah. There are two cows that Dad's always said are his favorite cows. And, and well, there was one to begin with, 922, and we'll get to talk about her shortly. But he's admitted this one kind of moved in there too anyone that's been at the palpation cage of my father has heard what he has to say about level rump cattle and he appreciates this female because of her feminine slope and mm-hmm. this is a really nice cow and uh we have gathered some embryos on her her mother the 151y was the first sale feature that we had here mm-hmm. 
Kyle Conley came in here and bought her for one of his customers 11 years ago. It's a lookout out of 415, and then I was fortunate enough to be able to acquire that one's daughter through his sale later on, and that cow's done a tremendous job for us, and you all selected her mm-hmm. express daughter last year and campaigned her, and we had some success and some fun with her, and we're getting ready to get her back into the show barn, as you saw her out today, out running right. with cows and such, and and so uh, that cow's produced. She's produced heifers that have made this sale, and you can see there also our friend that we spoke of, Gary Woods, bought the 914G over there, and he owns her, and we she just raised a really nice steer calf by Stack Chips. A calf is headed to Nebraska for, as a show steer for a family, and so they produce show ring cattle with show ring look, but they do so where a Therio genealogist likes a cow too and doesn't cuss when he's palpating <laughs> So there's a lot of people listening to this that have been with my father at the palpation cage. And they'll know exactly what I'm talking about. So if they can get by docs, they're they're good. Right. Yeah. Right. He's had his arm in a few of them. Even and as we're knows. doing this podcast, we're having fun. He's palpating 100 cows on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> I like the side. We'll have to get a picture of the sign in there uh, yeah, in his office. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, Doc yeah. Horseman at your cervix. There you go. Yeah. yeah. I forget. Okay. In the, yeah, we'll do that. Doc Horseman at your cervix. Uh, the lot nine. We keep going with these empress. Yeah, that's a full sib to uh, Secret Society. You'll see this heifer and understand what I'm saying. There's a lot of quality here. Going to be a tremendous two-year-old. And 464B, her mother, you picked her out as we were doing our little pasture mm-hmm. visit. And just powerful powerful and she exemplifies everything there and we're pretty excited about that female as a cow too Mm -hmm. right a couple others i've got listed here uh, and and marked up we go to the next page a lot 10 a lot 11 yeah lot 10 that cool cat that's a little younger calf she was out you got to see her in the north lot she's Mm -hmm. out there running with those other two young ones tremendous look tremendous eye appeal Um, that cow worked her way into the donor lot this year because she did it two years in a row and she's a 415 granddaughter. She's cool. And she commands attention, and you'll appreciate that look. And then we move over to lot 11, and, and I'm not going to lie, she's short-eared. Right. But I said we'd need more gravel in the driveway if she had long ears. I mean, that is a really, really good female. Her mother is out of a sister to 415 out of Bismarck. And so a little different spin on that Empress Cow family. She has produced cattle that have look and have made the top end of this sale. And she'll be one to look at. Mm-hmm. Uh, get over the years. Right. Because, I mean, right. this one's really good. Right. So, yeah, I, I like that female quite a bit. I don't know how many times we were out there and they got to moving around and we were out there looking at them. And you're like, who's that? Keep oh, that's, back to her. that's mean, her. She's, she's powerful. and she's She's good looking and she's hairy. And, yeah. She just can't wear glasses. <laughs> Lasix. Lasix. Uh, we stay with the, the Empress again and, and another little short-eared one here on the lot 12A and 12B. That's the, We go back, and that's 922, and that's Doc's favorite cow. Right. And she's 12 years old. That's her natural calf. Mm-hmm. And that cow's bred back, and we flush that cow. You don't get rid of good ones no matter. You know, if they breed back, she's here, and that cow to this day is a 12-year-old. We'll be driving through, and the first what is that? Right. What is that? And right. uh, she did it again. That one. That one has a lot of look. She has the the bone configuration in the foot. Um, you know, she'll she'll carry it on. And then then there's a, the 12B is a just a high quality one. Um, she's bred to Cadillac Ranch and bred up early, and she'll make you a tremendous cow. And she's out of our Caliente. 
the hot rod sun mm -hmm. and so there's a lot of home cooking on 12b mm -hmm. yep and i put down nice cow yeah nice uh, on her just gonna be a really nice one nice cow uh, the 14A and B. Yeah. Uh, 14A, she's kind of moving up in the, in the rotation. She's really nice. And those power chips are making tremendous cows. I had a conversation with Kyle Connolly about it. He says, you know, some of those power chips, some of my best cows. And mm -hmm. the 017 cow put one to the top in 2018 when Chronic selected her. And this heifer kind of has that look about her. And she is tremendous and she is improving every single day and she'll be one to kind of mark up and look at if you want to have a, a heifer that's going to really compete and then is backed by a you know i've always said you kind of have to buy a footnote too if you're going to make these things cows and there's a tremendous history right. in that champion hill lady 21 82 21 85 in her background so she's no accident as well and then we have a bred heifer in the offering that's basically a three-quarter sib to the $36,000 sale topper and that she's a lookout at 017 and that that sale topper was a Tejas at 017 and mm -hmm. and surprising enough she's bred, bred the stack, the stack chips. chips right bred the stack chips uh one that we really thought was pretty cool is this lot 15 yeah yeah she's young but she's good right and um you know at photo time she was so young she was just kind of coming to herself and Kyla does a tremendous job with us at Focus Marketing, and, and that's a good picture of a good heifer, but that heifer's gotten better since picture time. And she has just matured into herself, and she's high, high quality. And she's great at the ground. She's fun to watch walk. She comes out of the top of her shoulder, and she's designed well, and she's hairy. She acts good. She eats. I... I don't know where you'd falter. <laughs> just, get, just get her in somebody junior's hands and let her roll. Yeah. She's going to be a lot of fun. Right, and let her roll. Yeah. How many times have we mentioned stacked chips and, you know, everybody's like, well, what's he going to do? What's he going to do? Well, here's an example right here. One of them I got marked up is a lot 16. Correct. Colby Rodahan came in here and bought 913G two years ago as an open heifer based on pedigree. You know, that's a frontier gal. She needs no introduction to the Angus world. But here is Stack Chips getting it done on a first calf heifer that made the sale. And as you walk through and look at these cattle, I got a, I got a phone call from a mother. Their daughter was at lead, and she sent her a cell phone picture of that heifer back in July. And they were inquiring about her. She's, she's kind of had that look all summer, mm -hmm. and she's good. She's maturing well. There's a remarkable footnote in cow family there. But Stack Chips, again, uh, you're getting to see what kind of quality he brings and does so in a way that you can use him on a wide array of cattle. Right, yeah, and, and uh, that's a good one to to get yep. going on the stack chips. Absolutely. I mean, he's, he's known as Stacty around our house. And, okay, uh, all right. We, you know, we, yeah. she'd like nothing better than to have a Stacty. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Lot 17, we got another turning point here on the Frontier Gal. Correct, uh, bread heifer due to stack chips. But back by the front teal gal family, and Claire showed her mother and won her class at the National Junior Angus Show in Louisville this last go around that it was there. And we like this this female. She probably could have used a show holder. I mean, we probably could have shown this heifer, and we're just mm -hmm. offering as a bread. Um, but really, really nice female. We're, we're all familiar with Turning Point. We're all mm -hmm. familiar with the breeding on that cow. And there's a great opportunity to buy a young one that's going to produce. Mm-hmm. We go to a few more bred females here in the 18 and 19. 
Correct. Yeah, the 18, she is going to come with a heifer calf by turning point. That heifer calved already and is doing a tremendous job as a mother. That cow, that 6208, that blackbird is stacked by a past national champion. And she was the top selling heifer at a Kyle Conley sale in 2018. We bought that heifer and she's done a tremendous job for us. And uh, this one will fit that bill quite well. And then we go over to the 19, the uh, Patricia Cow family at Kevin Newman's done a great job for him. Mm-hmm. And 988G is a good looking cow, good uttered, expressed daughter. And moving forward, probably we're going to regret selling her but we kind of have to to keep people coming back mm-hmm. right gotta so. sell the gotta sell the good ones and that's, that's what you right. guys do that's right you guys keep doing absolutely it. we have a byproduct daughter as lot 20 done a tremendous job for us she's bred to secret society and we know that's our blacklist son that we campaigned and had a lot of success with and as we get into the simmental offering you're going to be able to to evaluate what secret society has done for us on a half-blood out of Adele, and so this cow carries his service. And then 927G, that's a big Mm two-year-old, and she's a blue-chip daughter. Mm -hmm. We sold a sister to her for $10,000 four or five years ago in that sale, and she is really, really nice, and she has a ton of capacity, and she has a lot of grow, quiet. She'll work. She'll Mm -hmm. work. Mm-hmm. Uh, lot 22 we get into the, some of these semis here and uh right. one that these girls picked out out there and uh we kind of went back and forth on yeah. which one of these that we like to, that was fun <laughs> to watch that set of reasons <laughs> but, uh, there's a how family argument on but uh the lolas have done well and tony drock and his family came in and bought half of 314a and come in and we're going to market this heifer with him in the sale and she's powerful and, and she's backed by a tremendous cow family. Jesse Chronic uh, showed that lot one from the 2019 sale and, and won Georgia National with a really good 16 stepdaughter, um, a full sister to the mother, the 314A, won Junior Nationals. She goes back to Limestone's full sib to look out. She's backed by a tremendous cow family. And you're going to be able to see a full brother here, and that we call him Tenacious. Mm-hmm. And he's a March calf, and he had a 70-pound actual birth weight. And you'll see him here this weekend. And uh, we're pretty excited about the future of that bull. Mm-hmm. And he's really good, and she's really good she's, as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. No mistake. Right. So then we get into the Adele's. And Adele is uh, she's almost like a member of the family here. But uh, <laughs> she's a picture pin legend, and uh, that makes her sound like she's not, you know, she's great but has a thyroid problem. No, that's not the case. Um, she's she's good. And uh, – yeah. So we yeah. have a secret society out of Adele, a half-blood, and you're going to get an opportunity to see what secret society can do in all breeds. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we only had one heifer calf by secret society here, but she is really, really good. Mm-hmm. And I wish we'd have had more. And you got to see a bull calf out of secret society out here that's really good. Right. Uh, we're excited about him. We use him heavily. But this heifer is going to help. Right. Yeah, she is. And, uh, uh, yeah, the Adele's. How how much success have you had with them? Oh, quite a bit, quite a bit. And those daughters have top sales. They've won shows. Um, they've made tremendous cows. We keep getting reports from people that have bought those daughters. When we did our dispersal, we didn't sell any embryos, and those Adele embryos are going back in. And uh, we have we have daughters in production, and 
So that's kind of where we're going to – the Lolas, the Adels, and the Serenas as we get through this book, mm-hmm. that's where we're going to hang our hat on the Simmental breed. So Right. That's, and then we have a purebred daughter. She's a full sieve to a past sale topper. You know, her sister brought – she's kind of old school bred. She's a grandmaster out of Adele, but – we put in some of those eggs, and this is this one's a nice one. She's a got a, she's a tremendous breeding piece. She's backed by 770p influence, and we sold a full sister to her for 21,000 years ago, and and she deserved it. She's nice, so right. Speaking of the uh, needs no introduction in the semis, why? Yeah. Uh, and you mentioned it here a minute ago. We got the Serena right here. Is the the lot 25? Yeah, 25s. I, I don't know if you can really poke a hole in this heifer. She's powerful yet elegant. Right. She's good-haired. She acts good. I, I just don't know where you could poke a hole in her. It's definitely not at her pedigree. Mm-hmm. You know, the right. Sambull, you know, he's hot, and he deserved to be hot. So she's going to draw a crowd, and I'd encourage you that if she fits in your budget, buy her. Mm-hmm. And don't think, you know, that's why I always tell people, what's that I'm going to bring? I said, I hate that question because you just <laughs> don't know. It's a price discovery situation at an auction. Right. But don't miss the sale because – if you find out that she fell within or under your budget, you're going right. to be upset because right. she's good, but um, uh, she's going to she's going to generate a lot of dollars. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yep. And that's what I told the girls. Right. <laughs> I said go. I'd love to have her, but we may have to go with another pick. Well, no, I don't say that. And <laughs> I don't know, miss but, it. Don't right. miss it. I hope we have to go with another pick for for your sake. Let's put it that way. But, uh, yeah, we'd love to have her. Yeah. And then we get into an authority daughter, and we've had the discussion about what I think of those authority daughters. I mean, they're mm-hmm. they're powerhouses, and I like cattle with power. Mm-hmm. And uh, this one's out of a first calf heifer, and we're excited about her mother. The 13G was our selection from the Buckles and Banners and got her from Eric Gertis and Dennis Moore. And she's out of a really good half-blood cow, and she is powerful. So the the maternal side of that one is limitless. And then we get into another half-blood by authority, a little more angular, uh, a little sharper maybe, but she's backed by the top-line lady, and it goes back to the Gambles lady cow herd and goes right back into the 703 cow. So mm-hmm. pedigree's impeccable there. And then we have a really nice bottom-line daughter. The 411B cow here was a purebred Angus cow that did a tremendous job and just year after year brought us a heavy calf and brought us a heifer that made the sale or a bull that mashed the scales. Mm-hmm. And so that's all we could ask. So mm-hmm. so then our friend and neighbor, A.J. Klinkhammer, started college, and he's kind of having a bit of a dispersal. And so he's acquired some really good females over the years through his 4-H projects and such. And we started out and bought A.J. this heifer years ago from Hunter's. And this 530, lot 29, this 530, you got to see her out there. She's mm-hmm. big. She's powerful. She's raised heifers that he's shown. She's raised heifers that have made the sale. She's bred the secret society. Look forward to seeing that calf. And then you get to see what she's done in the past and the fact that 29A is her daughter. Right. And that that's out of a first-class son, the Womack Ace Bull. And that heifer is show broke. That heifer is in training under Adele. Uh, she's doing an internship in the picture pen. If that tell, I mean, that one's that tame and right. that one's that broke. But she's powerful, powerful, powerful. And uh, bread to stack chips. Due to calve a little later, but that'll be good for the guys that want to go to Florida all winter. Right. Get the, Take sand, care. Get the sand out of their crocs <laughs> and start calving cows. Now, so, this is the one that he showed a little bit right. this summer, Absolutely. right? Absolutely, yeah, and had some success with. And uh, so she was, I think she was third in her class at Louisville. And, um, no, she's good. And you, yeah. you'll, you'll mark her up. She has a look about her. She's, yeah. 
she is a powerful female. So. Right. Yeah, and then AJ years ago, but uh, a few years ago, she's not that old. Um, she's only six, but that's a that's an empress half blood. That's a wheel man. Weans a big calf. Great milking. 260Z is a sister. The the dam of lot 30, 260Z, is a sister to 415. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that pedigree's there. Right, right. Yeah, and then if you want to produce club calves, I know he's, she's only a three-quarter blood, but this lot 31, I think she's been sheared four times this summer, and she's oh, already shagged out. She's I mean, it's, shaggy. She's highland haired. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's a true story. Yeah, I mean, she is, but – but she's good, yeah. and she herself was very competitive, and uh, her mother was actually reserve grand at sweepstakes. Mm-hmm. So, And then his show heifer from this year, uh, bred to Loverboy. Oh, and, and, and the previous two females, I'm sorry, were uh, they're pregnant to bank on it, and Griswold's bull that they're so high on, and if you have a half hour, 45 minutes, ask Jakey what he thinks. <laughs> He'll be here. He can yeah, tell you. Yeah, yeah. Get here early. But, uh, <laughs> But then, uh, but then to follow up AJ's offering, his percentage heifer uh, that he acquired out of Eric Gertis' sale, uh, she's really nice. And, mm-hmm. again, she's show broke. She's bred up to Loverboy, which is a very popular sire on the Simmental side right now, and you'll be happy with that female. And then Grubby did it again. He brought us a really, really nice set of bred cows. Well, he did. He did. And they act good. They pictured well. They're good cattle. And they're bred to high-quality bulls. We're beating a dead horse when we talk about the high quality at grubs farms but i mean he's done it for generations and boy these cattle fit the bill i love being the picture pin because he'd bring them out there and i just what's this what's this and it just continued all day and they were good so do not hesitate to reach out and ask him more questions about these and he'll be available around and then we transition into nappers and and nappers lead heifer she was purchased right here and they bought this heifer last year. She was second her class at Hoosier Beef Congress. That's a purebred heifer that everybody kind of clamored to that we bred. And um, I'm not going to kid you, she just didn't want to be a show heifer. Mm-hmm. And they bought her for Glennis to have as a show heifer. And she just didn't want to be. She never settled down. She'd do some stupid. This is a tame cow. This cow does not jump. This cow does not run. This cow does not kick. She just didn't want to be a show cow. Right. And some of them are that way. Right. And so they're bringing her back and offering her as a bread. She's bred to gold mine. And mm-hmm. I've had conversations with Jim Bloomberg, asking what he thinks of those gold mines when they become three- and four-year-olds. Mm-hmm. And I put gold mine semen in online sales, and he's just reached up and bought it. So there's a heck of an opportunity here. And, and nappers are not cutting this one off. They just wanted their daughter to have a good show heifer and they're going to try to allow somebody else to enjoy this one as a cow Mm -hmm. so buy with confidence this was a tremendous purebred heifer and had some people call and say what's the deal on her so she just didn't want to be a show cow right and they're looking for another show cow and so we gave them the opportunity and we're going to market that one and she is really really good yeah and she deserves to be up front in that lineup because she proved it last year as an open heifer and she came back to us as a bread and do not worry one bit about disposition on this one she's quiet she's i mean we've all been around it she did not want to be a show heifer. right yeah we've been there yeah yeah exactly but she's good and i'd mark her heavily so and then they come in here and we have a maintainer this thing has a really good maternal look and she's due up early and I really like this heifer when they brought her up here for uh, pictures. And she's here. Those three are here at the farm. If you get here this week, and she'll 
turn your head every time you go out to the pasture. Mm-hmm. And then they come back to us with a seven-year-old that has done them a tremendous job and they brag on this cow, and you'll see her, the 446. Cows do up early January to Synergy. You're going to appreciate this female as well. And then we go back to the knockout of Woody's, and Woody is pretty high on this cow, and he's flushed this cow, and he's ready to, to let you have an opportunity. The knockout that leads into the Serena mm-hmm. cow family, I mean, you're under a rock if you haven't heard anything about it. This cow is massive, and this cow – has tree trunk legs and she has just saucers for feet and has a, a maternal feminine look. Right. And she's due to style. So what could that half blood do right. going forward? So it's a it's a great offering and we're looking forward to working with a whole new set of people and some old customers as well. Right. Yeah, and you guys do what a what a great offering that is and and like I say we've been in here firsthand and looked at them and you got them uh, they're sale ready, but but they're not uh, what I appreciate is is they're not over sale ready. They're I ready to go that. and and this isn't going to be their best day. Right. Right. And we try to make certain that that's the case for the first time and and honestly we we had a set of about 6 or 7 of them we kind of slowed down a little bit because mm-hmm. we thought, you know, they did well all summer. We had tremendous rainfall. Uh, we had good milking cows. We had grass. And so we actually, for the first time in our 11 years, we had to slow a group of these down mm-hmm. because one thing is Doc, won't, he doesn't want us to ruin them. Right. And Brad and Claire have done such a good job around here. And, and if you have the skill set of my dad and Brad and Claire, anything's possible. I just stay out of the way. <laughs> I do the podcast, <laughs> register these things. Stay, stay up here in the workout yeah, room. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> On the rower and the treadmill yeah, and yeah. the elliptical and the yeah. uh, all the the weight tree up here, uh, bench press machine and all that good stuff. So uh, probably a good place for you just to let them let them take over. Correct. <laughs> Joe, anything else we need to tell them about this sale, about uh, the offering, about anything? No, I just, you know, like I said, I, I, I encourage people to come engage and, and ask questions and don't think for a minute that these things all sell high. We've been right. fortunate enough right. to sell a, a few for a nice trade, but don't think for a minute, you know, I get those phone calls out, man, I wish I'd have known that one. Or, you know, right. it, it's open to the public. Right. <laughs> it's open to the public. True. You know, True. We always get those people afterwards. They say, oh, man, I just thought they'd go so high. And I've right. had people in the past that have said, oh, we can't buy one. Ah, we sell some really, really good females for, you know, for, for a respectable price. Right. And uh, we realize that things are tough everywhere, and it's an investment. We're going to help you get them bred. Right. Uh, we're going to help you get them shown. <laughs> yes. um, we're going to do everything we can afterwards. It's not October the 2nd is just the beginning. Right. When that last one sells, it's just the beginning. This event and this sale, uh, the sale's October the 2nd and October the 3rd. We're already working on the next one. Right. And really and honestly, what I figured out early in this, is again, our 11th sale, I'm worried about the next two or three sales. Right. Because you just kind of have to be. I, the most basic statement I've ever heard, and a lot of people put it in, this is our best set yet. Right. Isn't that kind of how genetics work? <laughs> Aren't you supposed to be trying to improve? You know, so <laughs> I had some girls comment on it the other day on a couple of them. They're like, why do they always say that? Yeah. Why is it? Yeah. It's our best set yet. Yeah. Right. Kind of the world of genetics. Right. And they I are. Hope. I mean, they are. Honestly, yeah, they absolutely. are. They should be. They absolutely should be. Yeah. But uh, you guys do a good job. Keep I appreciate keep improving it. every year. They all do a good job. I. It's not me. 
<laughs> I'll, pro- I'll prove it. <laughs> You're in charge of selling Farm Bureau insurance. and yeah, absolutely. And making sure everything's taken care of. Correct. Right. Uh, Joe, again, appreciate it. Man, I appreciate you hosting us yeah, today. We've been to. here a while. We need to get out of here and let you get to, <laughs> let you get to doing something we else. We have the place rented from the bank until midnight. <laughs> We'll go down and see if there's any football or basketball on yeah. as we sit on Mackey floor down there. there and, and so hang out a little while. But, man, appreciate it. Uh, appreciate uh, And, again, this isn't really a personal thing. It is a personal thing for us, but but it's just a statement of what you guys do. We we purchased one through Dwayne Stevens the first year. You were just more than welcoming to us anything we needed. And then, you know, last year we did, and, and we were on the road with you. Yeah. And so just if, if I can tell these guys anything, this is a crew that you want to get into get in here with uncle joe and aunt claire and brad and and all the crew that that am i right betty Uh, i mean that's just the way it is and and uh, just get in with this crew and it's just a great place to be i was fortunate enough to be raised by a set of great parents and you know played ball for my dad all the way through and you're always learning and it's what I try to do. I coach for a few years. I try to bring some of that back out when I'm working with young people. It's always interesting. People come here and they spend their hard-earned dollars, and you're trying to coach them. And right. it's a very delicate dance. Right. But, you know, and I learn from them. Every place we go, I'm always trying to learn something. Mm-hmm. And I, I learn from our customers, and I learn from the kids. And like I said, the cattle are secondary. It's right. a It's a relationship business, and we're raising more than cattle. Right. It's been easy. You guys picked out – you bought an Adele and you bought an Empress. <laughs> it was, it was. We're trying to do it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you bought an Adele and you bought an Empress. But right. there are other cow families here. But, uh, no, you all have been wonderful to work with. And Addie, I like to give her a little rough time, too. And, uh, <laughs> so, so, yeah, give, yeah, Uncle Joe with Allie. And, and uh, yeah, that's do a great job with her. And uh, we, we appreciate it. And I'd send her with you. Wherever we need to go. Absolutely. So yeah, uh, her heifer was Addie. Yeah, 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 I got that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She was feeding that heifer. We're trying to control that heifer's <laughs> intake, and she's feeding her suckers. She, Allie was feeding Addie suckers. So we had to have a little discussion. And saltines. Yeah. Yeah. We're limiting her diet on one end, and we're sneaking her snacks on the other. Is one step forward, two steps back. <laughs> right. Heifer right. was a diabetic by the time she got done with her. <laughs> But, again, the, the, the kind of cattle you can get out of here. I mean, those cattle that go home and the kids love them. Right. And, and right. just. And if they don't, and like I said, I mean, with Nappers, that, that's a tremendous female. Right. And she's a tremendous cow, but they bought her to be a show heifer. And they're going to come in here and try to buy another show heifer. And we're going to help them move that as a bread. And we've had right. some phone calls and that. She's high quality. Right. And uh, I'd own her. Right. I'd own her. She is, I mean, she's quiet as a cow. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, but we're going to make certain that they're happy. And that's what we do. And uh, we make certain that you're happy with your purchase. And Drew and Tam will tell you the same story. So will Sean. So buy with confidence on that lot because she's really good. Right. Really good. Right. Well, Joe, again, appreciate it. Absolutely. We'll let you go. We'll get downstairs and uh, do a little something else and let you show some cattle to some other guys. But, again, appreciate you letting us come up. Appreciate you uh, taking the time to do the podcast with us again. Glad to. Thanks for doing this. You know, I've had people ask me about this podcast, and I've told them, I said, you know, it's a great tool, and you guys are – your subscriptions are going up, and your your network is building all the right. time, but it's easy. I mean, we're sitting here just having a conversation, 
and I would encourage other people with sales to use this forum and you present a file to us that we can sit and have a conversation. Right. And uh, it's not a bunch of junk <laughs> footnotes that, you know, you can actually have a conversation with the producer. And, right. Uh, so I would encourage you to, uh, if you have a sale or need to market some of these animals, take time to sit and talk with Andy and Betty will clean it up and make it sound smart. <laughs> as long as Andy doesn't send the wrong one out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she'll, she'll clean it up. So, yeah. hey, and I did. I even got one from Neil when we were That's down good. in Tennessee. Absolutely. We were talking to him. Hey, Neil, here's what we can do. Guys like Neil Thompson and myself, we need to do a lot of this because we have a face for radio. <laughs> and so Especially we don't need, Neil. yeah, Zoom calls, they don't help us. We don't need cameras. We don't need photos. <laughs> yeah, we have a face for radio, so the podcast world is probably where we need to sit. So. Yeah, Gramps. To do a great job of it. Yeah. So, uh, man, Joe, appreciate it. Glad to. Thank you. All right, thank you. And we want to thank you for listening to another edition of Before the Bid podcast. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of Before the Bid. For more information and to learn more about upcoming podcasts and sales, visit us at beforethebid.podbeam.com or Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram pages. For information on being a guest on Before the Bid, please email us at beforethebid at gmail.com or one of our social media pages. Remember, that's beforethebid at gmail.com. Happy sales to you, and we will talk to you next time on Before the Bid.